Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an all-new Our Hometown. Uh, today, we had the pleasure of sitting down with Shay Lundvall. He's running for mayor here in Gillette. How are you doing, Shay? Hey, I'm doing great. Did I say your last name right? Yes, sir. Perfect. I was afraid I was going to totally destroy that. I'm not good with names. That's all right. You got it right. So how you been? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. That's Even good. if I complain, nobody listens. Yeah, you never know. What well, will you? I, I have to now. Okay, well. We're recording. For 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Shay, what is your... Uh, your childhood story, like, uh, what has it done to make you who you are today? Yeah, so this is a really good question, Kyle, and I, I think this is something that uh, I've been very fortunate and blessed to, to grow up in the family that I have, and I, I think you always have to give credit where credit's due, and on this one, um, uh, my parents were the ones that have mm-hmm. guided and directed and uh, provided the um, uh, structure and environment to be as successful as I wanted to be. Uh, Dad worked in the coal mines for 34 years. Wow. And so uh, we grew up here, and my mom was a hairdresser here. And so uh, she still is. Um, oh, wow. But I think the credit uh, goes to my parents on, on this question. Um, now, granted, as we get older, we have choices, right? right? But by and large, um, the story, the, the beginning of my story starts with my parents. Awesome. Sure. So what, uh, what mine did your dad work at? Um, Arch, Black Thunder. Okay. Man, so, 35 years there? Yeah, buddy. That's pretty awesome. That's, yeah. that's uh, saying something. Yeah. And I, you know, growing up, that was one of the things that dad instilled in us is, is to learn the ropes. And mm-hmm. so... Growing up, I worked in, in the coal mine as a summer temp. Yep. And so, you know, you had to pay for college. And uh, Where'd you go to college at? I went to South Dakota State University. Play football? I did not play oh. football. Could have pulled me as big as a <laughs> yeah, right? I was right? just a power lifter and oh. competed in strongman competitions. Oh, hell yeah. So, so I, I had uh, aspirations to doing the same thing until I broke my back playing rugby. Yeah, well, yeah. rugby's uh, a, a much tougher sport than I've ever played. And yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, everybody freaks out because they, they uh, YouTube all the, the videos of like, the power <laughs> yeah. hits and stuff, and everybody's like, oh, no. But it, it's really – I think it's a lot, lot of a safer sport than football because you're so much in, in close contact with everybody. I mean, granted, you're going to bump your head here and there, but you're not doing a 35-yard open field tackle on somebody. Uh, yeah, very well, rarely, that's true, too. You know, but – guys I train with at the gym they're always recruiting yeah and the answer has always been no <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know I forget what position they always say but anyway it's a good time though like the camar- the camaraderie that you have with, with those guys that with the uh, the prairie fire because yep. I played with those guys for two years and like okay. there's a there's a strong community with those guys like they're you're down in the dumps you call one of them they're right there for you you know you need a ride home from the bar they're right there for you kind of guys for sure Good group. Oh, they're way good. Uh, what is your greatest accomplishment to date? Oh man, this is probably as I as I have uh, been thinking about this one. I by far um, when I was in college, I had a professor of mine uh, reach out to me during class to help him uh, write an article in a national landscape architecture magazine. And uh, I became a published writer. Oh wow! And so it's still I still have the 
magazine. I still have the uh, page number. I mean, I, that's cool. I, it was a, a great opportunity to be a part of something that now I can tell and share and, you know, experience. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's not everybody can through, say that go through and be a published writer was, uh, was amazing. So what exactly do you do now for work? So I work for Earthwork Solutions, mm-hmm. and I do a lot of the business development, sales, and marketing. Okay. Uh, kind of a lot of the front end stuff yep. for them. And so I also have my fortunate to be able to work on a lot of different fronts uh, with the owner and um, work through uh, a lot of the, well, we're chasing a lot of federal work right now. Yep. So uh, a lot of monitoring and, and checking in on the federal processes and um, working through different business ideas and all sorts of uh, financial modeling and, you know, things of that nature. So uh, I guess what would be one of the most important lessons you learned by working for Earthworks? Oh, man. And I guess, well, let me piggyback on that. What's the most important lesson lesson you've learned working for them and how would that help the community? I think the biggest lesson I've learned working for Earthwork Solutions is is being as um, adaptable, mm-hmm. and in in that world of construction and heavy equipment, most of the customers need you like on the spot. Yeah. So they you don't have necessarily time to uh, plan out as as you would like, mm-hmm. but you still have to come up with plans in order to keep your guys busy. And so I think the adaptability part of it, but also um, the the owner is very entrepreneurial. And I think if there's one of the greatest uh, benefits of working there is uh, really trying to diversify your own organization to offset some of the down Mm -hmm. downturns that, inevitably you face and have faced since 1970 since inception of the company. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a level of, of respect and, and um, you look forward to going to work because you know that it's going to be something different and challenging. It'd be challenging. And um, you know, I've had the privilege of selling our product um, across the country. Oh, wow. And so if there's something that I could share with you is, you know, one of the things that it, that uh, as, as you mentioned, I am running for mayor. And one of the things that separates me from my competition is uh, I, have, I have pricing strategy um, experience. I have working with the federal government uh, to help write a bill mm-hmm. in the current infrastructure bill for Earthwork Solutions that we had to work with the Federal Highway Administration on and Senator Barrasso's office uh, to do. And so that experience helped gain a lot of insight to the federal processes right. and literally went out and met with representatives from different states that were on the energy committee that Senator Rasso was on to help facilitate and write this bill. And, um, and ultimately, the Federal Highway Administration um, is, is a part of the federal government, but nonetheless, I, I gained a lot of experience through that process, which then led into what we're uh, looking at doing is starting a tire shredding company. Okay. And um, part of the processing there was to help, uh, if, if we're going to try to make it as successful as we can, to work with the state legislature and pl- pass a bill that would allow us to dump the, the shredded material in other 
uh, pits other than coal mine pits. Okay. And it had to be changed by law. So I had to work directly with the state legislature oh, wow. to change the bill. So that's, and yeah, it got quite changed. Experience then. So I think there's something to be said about that, yeah. that experience. Exactly. And I think it's something that uh, I, I feel really leverages uh, the, the talents and what I bring to the table. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So when you went to go meet, uh, did you actually get to meet Brass and all that stuff too? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah. So what was the process of, uh, was there like background checks and all that fun stuff? To get there was some of that, uh, but really the security going into mm -hmm. the building was where it got really heavy. I bet. And so you really have to, you're really vetted out there. And um, so. But how long did that take? Um, I don't know, probably 10, 15 minutes. Oh, really? Uh, not as like, not as bad as TSA. Okay. <laughs> but, well, no, I'm just kidding. It's probably worse than TSA, um, just simply because of the nature of what yeah. what they do there. But you, you know, you I, I've had the privilege of of meeting a lot of the different senators and and representatives at the federal level, and um, it's it's been a blessing. And still, in some cases, still talk to them today. Oh, really? And I do. Right yeah. on. So yeah, well, you know, you're gonna you're gonna need that. I mean, being able to make a phone call and say, hey, you know. Gillette's got this going on, you know, I think those contacts are very important for an individual running for something like a mayor or even governor or city councilman. So, so let me piggyback on that a minute yep. and just kind of have a conversation here, right? Yep. Um, one of the things that I think Gillette has been missing is, is, is true positioning to be successful. I agree. And so what my vision is, is, is to have those relationships already. Mm-hmm leverage those those relationships in terms of learning from those those folks and those uh at the state level and at the federal level and and really trying to position gillette to be as successful so that we can have a seat at the table oh yeah without that without that conversations we haven't had that so without that kind of uh conversation how, how do we know well, we miss a lot of opportunities oh i agree that that we could have had Maybe we not get everything, but what if? What if we were at the table, Kyle, and we said, hey, Company X, I heard about you, City of Gillette. You bring in, at the right time, your economic development folks. You bring in who your stakeholders could be. Mm -hmm. And you all come to the table and say, hey, we could work with this company. And see, Does you that make sense? The, oh, yeah. See, me and you have a lot of the same uh, philosophies when it comes to like developing Gillette. Because I'm, I'm I feel the exact same way. I think Gillette has left a lot of money on the table that they could have picked up with bringing in different companies. Like uh, I know we just had a conversation with a previous guest about an Amazon fulfillment center, but I think even even those jobs would be would be helpful in Gillette. I think uh, there's there's a lot of opportunity here in Gillette with just our skill sets of people here that I think any company wanting to come in would would be successful regardless of what it is. I mean, a sanitation company doesn't matter. Uh, a restaurant, there's there's a lot of skill sets here in, in this town in particular that's way different than you'll find anywhere else. So, so there's a piece of that, um, to that puzzle here that I think might be missing, and that is the recruitment and retention. Mm -hmm. So it's great to recruit, but we also have great businesses here that we want to help mature. Yep. And so... Um, you know, I, I envision a place uh, downtown, Kyle, where, where it is robust mm -hmm. and you have dining options, you have shopping options, you have 
all season, meaning all four season yep. interest. Well, in Gillette's case, and, it's you. And right. <laughs> but, but really trying to maximize and, and have concerts and have um, all sorts of different events yep. that, that attract people from all around our region. So be it Moorcroft, be it Sundance, be it what have you. And, and really leveraging that, right? Like there's, there's opportunities that I believe that um, we really need to tap into. And, that, and I think it's because we haven't had the leadership and, and having the right seat at, at the table. And, and I think uh, the reason um, some of the things that have occurred uh, was, was because I, I pushed the envelope a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I questioned uh, certain aspects to decision-making processes. And, and I think uh, we have an opportunity to make a difference. And, and I want to make a difference. And, and, and truly, one of the questions you've, you asked is, um, you know, what makes you you, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of my big goals that if elected, I want to leave office better than what I got it. And see, right? my, my next question is going to be, what, is your, what does leadership mean to you? So, so leadership is, isn't just one word, right? Leadership is a, a combination of actions mm-hmm. and words that match. That, that when you see that individual, you know, you might not always agree. Yep. And that's okay. You might even have a little bit of differences. But you're, you're attracted to that person because you, you, they're a go-getter. Yep. Right? They're ambitious. They've got grit. They've got testimony. They've got... All of the things that somebody they they admire and look up to, mm-hmm. right? I mean, why no different than a, an athlete? Exactly. So you t- what's uh, the, the common one now is Josh Allen. Yeah. Let's take him. How many people, you know, passed on the guy, and now he's one of the richest. And I don't use money as the example, but in the process, right, he became one of the most successful quarterbacks, and he's. Huh. In our generation, it well, came from California to University of Wyoming, and then from University of Wyoming to the Bills. I mean, that's a pretty good story right there, for sure. And everybody likes a story. And he had to promote himself. Yeah, he didn't have anybody. He had to send in his, co- his tapes and everything to Wyoming. For sure. We're so, down. So, we're down a microphone, yeah. so <laughs> well, that's all right. So I think that's the storyline. Like, I want to leave it better than what I got it. And see, and I believe that's a, that's a that's a very good definition of what it means to be a leader to take something build it up and leave it better for the next person. So the next person can grow from where you left off. And I, and I think with, with the right leadership, Gillette could be a central hub, central hub for a lot of different industries. It, I mean, we've got the railroads, we've got, uh, what is it, I-90 coming through? Yeah, I mean, you, it, and like I said, just the skill sets that Gillette has to offer, the people here in Gillette, the skill sets that they have and the drive, you know, and, it, and I, and I I look around Gillette and I see a lot of pride. I see a lot of people that are starving for just that one per- for some for for the leadership to direct them into all this pride going in the right direction. If that makes sense. No, no question. And I think um, while we're on that, you know, one of one of the thoughts is you know one of your greatest accomplishments uh, accomplishments, but your your goals for the future too. Yep. A lot of these are are under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I stated, you know, with the downtown having a robust downtown and what that could envision like. But I think, I think more than anything, guys, I, I want hope, right? I want the message of hope that 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 we're going to get through this. 
that, that we can do it and we're going to do it. Yeah. And I need people out there to come with me. Right. Like I can't do it alone. Right. And so I, I need smart people, ambitious people that, that want to see Gillette have that seat at the table. Right. That want to, you know, make a difference in, and, and, and stop worrying about, well, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to catch Kyle in some sort of a scandal. Right. Right. I, I'm Mike, oh my gosh, I'm waiting for him to screw up. Yeah, that right? shit like, gets old. The, nobody's wanting to deal with that anymore. Well, and it We're tears, tired of it. it and it tears, tears away the fabric of your community. No question. And, you know, they're like uh, the whole Carter deal, I'll, I'll touch on that for a second, but, you know, you had people writing into the... Uh, the optioneer or the option portion of the newspaper with what they thought of how dumb everybody is for going against her or how, how smart you were for going against her. It just the tearing away the, the fabric society is not how we're going to grow and become a better community because each community has something to offer to where we all can come together as a nation and make this nation better. That, that with the current political for the last six years now, we, it's been tearing away. And like for me as a dad and a guy that works, with the and the in the mines, it scares me for what what is coming down. You know, twenty twenty four is still still two years out, and whatever happens happens. But I think Gillette can have itself centered in a position to where whatever happens twenty twenty four, we'll be taken care of. Sure, we'll be all right. Sure, and I, and I think each community around the nation needs to understand that you build up your community, whatever the federal government does, your community is safe. So, so let me touch on a little bit of that because oftentimes I get questions regarding federal issues, federal topics. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is, is at a, at a local level, we have no control over some of those exactly. topics. And that, that's but, why I feel like building up your, your local community, for sure. your local government is the most important thing that an individual can do coming up in this next election. That sure. your, your local and state is the most important election that you'll have in our lifetime. I, for sure. For sure, and I, th- I think without, uh, you, when you, you touched on a little bit, but the strength of our community is the people. Exactly. Okay. the 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 hard part is 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 how do you get people uh, to continue the the drive in which they, you know, in the economic times that that we're, we've all seen, mm-hmm. um, when w- most of them, not most of them necessarily here, but that that don't want to work, don't want, you know, those types of things, or they're against growth in the community. They're against any, uh, spending. Well, a creature of right? habit. Because you, ha- it, here's the other thing, Kyle, and, and this is just coming from my experience in, in, on both sides of the equation of, of private and public sector mm-hmm. experience. There's not a single person that I, that I th- can think of that's rational and common sense that doesn't want nice, nice things. Right. Okay. We all want a good education system for right. our kids. We all want a beautification. Right. Right. So whatever that may look like in your community, but in ours, I think we have a, a high level of beautification. What about high standard? A high standard. Okay. Um, you you want to have nice facilities for quality of life. Okay. So what does that look like? Well, you're going to have to spend money for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, what, what that means is you may have to come to, to the table as a partnership right? Community, or um, it might be, I'm just making an example here, right? The college, community college, it could be a hybrid of partnerships between the hospital, uh, the, the county, the city, whatever, whatever mixture that is. 
So how do you how do you feel about uh, getting like the private sector involved with like some of the beautifications and like taking care of parks and stuff like that? I, I think there's certain aspects of um, our ordinances and our policies mm-hmm. that we're actually going through right now of of how high certain weeds should be and you know landowners' property rights and where that starts and what ends and um, you know I, I I think there needs to be a level of for all of us to appreciate that we need to take care of the, the property. A lot of times what we see in, in that particular topic, mm-hmm. um, landowners, what have you, take advantage of the policies that we have in place because they, they know it probably better than I do and, they, and they've worked the system quite well. Yeah. And, and so that's part of beautification, right? We need to, we need to all understand that you have a role mm-hmm. and we need to be held to a, that standard too. Um, so, uh, I think as far as the beautification aspect and the private to your, to your question, that's where I think the private comes into play. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as the public, you know, the right of ways, the parks, you know, that's all city driven. Well, I guess what I should have clarified that a little bit better. Like, um, like I guess I was thinking like having, you know, you're talking about Gillette call or a community college or like the hospital come together to beautiful like to for the projects and beautification and all that stuff but if we brought in the private sector to say like hey so and so you pay the naming rights for this for this park park a and you guys get to name it but you're now in you now you are in control of making sure it's upkept clean good water stuff's taken care of we may differ on that a little bit yeah um Simply because you get into so many different legal aspects of it. Well, it, I mean, it's like I don't have the experience like you have with like government stuff, but it was just it's something that I've I've thought about. You know, like you see like a AT and T Stadium. You know, granted that's Dallas, but I don't know you just pitching ideas out there. Fair enough. Um, I do think though, back to the kind of the the vision of my of the downtown is a private public partnership. Yep. Right. And, and where that could really be beneficial. Uh, I, I know that there's companies out there that would love to participate in something like that. We, we need to develop a master plan. And contrary to, um, you know, some of my, uh, the thinking out there and, and opponents and mm-hmm. of that sort, plans actually work. When, yeah. we, when you have, you have to have a plan. And that doesn't mean you, you know, some, some folks, you know, I know company owners, you know, they, they have plans, but they don't necessarily follow them to the nth degree, but it gives, it gives everybody a, a buy-in. It gives everybody the chance to provide their feedback. And that's, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. But then once you, uh, once you have something like that, they can, they can then everybody work from it. Yeah. Right. I don't, I, I know from the landscape architecture side of it, oftentimes we would have to work with civil engineers. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they tend to be much more technical and they have to be yeah. by design, no pun intended, but also by schooling. But landscape architects are tend to be more the um, the aesthetics. Okay. Okay. So when you marry those two, it can be very good synergy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you combat each other, you know whether it be flows of certain streets and you know how you design around boxes and all these technicalities. Um, Without good plans, it's very difficult to be successful. Agreed. Right? So if you don't have a 
pricing strategy. Yep. If you don't have a, uh, a concept of what it looks like, you know, you oftentimes you get into specific carpet colors, I'm designing the yeah. term carpet colors before you even have a, a design, you, you, there's a complete disconnect. Oh, so I, I know so, about that. <laughs> so, so I think there's a certain level of once you have that master plan that, that you can then go to the stakeholders and say, here's what we're seeing. Here's how we're doing it or wanting to do it. Let's come together. And this is how do we make this better? Right. right? Well, yeah. Stay out of the carpet colors. Right. We're talking strictly design. That's it. Right. Makes well, sense. Yeah. Well, you need, you need to have the, the, the base plan before you can start bringing people in to get, to build the final product. For sure. You know, that that's, that's pretty important. I mean, we just remodeled this house a year and a half ago and we finally just got it done, but it was, they were way into the color of paints before you had the floor plan laid out. And it was, and I, so I get that. And like, it, it takes, it takes you having a base plan to come together and then all the ideas right for your final idea. Yeah, and, and, and it's not that anybody's getting sold plans. No. Right? Like it's it's having a clear direction, having a clear sense of purpose. Yep. And and you you talk about military, there's not a military person that doesn't know purpose. Well, it, it's right? uh, it's getting everybody moving in the same direction that's as a right. unit of one. That's 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 the most important. Is everybody going in the same direction as a unit of one? That's right. I think that's a I think that's a very a very important deal that we need to have more structure in our community. And, and I believe as mayor, I'll do that. Well, I hope so. So, so let's talk about the next 10 years. I was just going to go to that too. <laughs> so 10 years is a long time, but actually it's not. But the, the thought that I've, I've had is we have these 20 year, 40 year visions yep. out there. And that's, that's a, that's what I would call pipe dreams. Mm -hmm. What what I am solely focused on is small wins. Guys, we've got to get some small wins and and build on those successes. See the momentum, drive, see what it is that that really is our bailiwick, right? Like yep. really drives our economy in in addition to what we're already experiencing oil and gas. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I believe that renewable energy is is a component to uh, people's energy here. Mm -hmm. Okay, it won't be the base load. It will never be the base load. But uh, we have a president that is pushing these renewables, and we're not getting away from them. Well, the problem is that they're pushing it, but we they don't. The technology is not there. It's not there to run a complete grid like say coal, gas can can run. And them pushing for them for natural resource or uh, renewable resources to be the sole provider of of our energy will be up Shit's Creek and in, in a heartbeat. I mean, we already are. You look at places like Texas that are almost eighty percent renewable energies. Uh, California, they have constant blackouts. Sure, and, and it's and they refuse to go back onto coal. Let's say what you want about coal and natural gas. It is proven. It's been researched. We, we understand how it works. Unless we want to go to nuclear, that's fine. But as of right now, until we have more research into renewable energies, let's keep what we got until we get the technology catches up with us. So I, I'm, I'm definitely an advocate for, uh, I think there's a space for all the, the energies. I yep. really do. On a, on a pie chart, 
uh, I I see the base load of coal being like 80 percent, mm-hmm. right? And then the other 20 percent gives us to play with whatever right. that renewable source is. Now I can tell you that um, that hydrogen is coming to Wyoming. Yep. I can tell you that um, solar and wind are already here. Okay. Yeah, it's got to go down to Douglas. And we're already looking at um, hydro. Yep. In some instances. So I, I don't say what you want to say, argue with me all you want. In some instances, it's, it's coming, it's here. Yep. And, and we're either going to get on board and figure out ways to adapt and overcome, or we're going to be left behind in, in ways that I, I hope we, we choose the, the, the alternative there, meaning let's, let's go forward, right? Well, we, we need to diversify away from coal and oil. To, you know, we need to diversify away from them so that way we're not left in the dust. But we still are going to have to make sure that as we are working towards so-called renewable energies that we still keep in mind that coal and oil are, and gas are still here to stay. 80%. Yes. Right? Exactly what you said. It, it's just, so, I, I just don't understand people's hatred for, for these industries. It, we're, we're, we're all protective. I get it. Yeah. But, but um, I, I try to tend to, I'm no different than anybody else, Kyle. Um, motions, emotions tend to, to run high because you're passionate, right? Like that's, that's what my dad's job. I, I was on the rigs, you know, I, 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 I was pulling casing, you know, I, yeah. I understand the bitter cold weather in the derrick. Right. Okay. But at the end of the day, for, take, take the emotions out of it. And we got to look at the holistic picture here. Oh, I agree. And I, I, taking the emotions out of a lot of things would save a lot of problems. So sometimes, you know, I, as a, as a weightlifter, yep. um, as an analogy, if I, if I can share, yep. um, your desire to lift heavier is only as good as what you can push or right. pull. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes plenty of sense. So as much as I desire to pull a deadlift of 800 pounds, the reality of it is, is the weight dictates that, right? Exactly. So the reality of our situations tend to be where uh, I, I try to be, a, as an athlete, I try to be a student of the game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as your, as your mayor, I, I will be a student of the game. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to get a winner, right? Like when you success begets success. So when you pull a PR, yeah. what does that do for you, Kyle? Oh, it but what that excited. Do? Why? Yeah, it pumps you up. Yeah. Right? Fuck yeah, it does. What do you want in a community? What do you want as a mayor to say, look, we can do this. We got to get small wins. We got to get a PR. Right. You with me? Yeah. Let's get the PR. Let's keep building on our PRs. And see, that that's that was going to be my next question is uh, the the strengths of Gillette are are everywhere. I know you've touched on this a little bit, but I, I kind of want to dig into the, the strengths of Gillette and the and the uh, weaknesses of Gillette and things that we can grow off the strengths and the things that we need to that we can fix a solution to the problems of Gillette. So. As you alluded to earlier, a lot of people have complaints. A lot of people have um, issues with mm-hmm. something. Very few get involved. And nine times out of ten, you're going to be 15 feet, 10 feet tall behind a screen. Exactly. Okay? So I always encourage people to come up and talk to me. Yep. 
okay? Face to face. Just have a conversation with me. I don't want to get in these arguments on Facebook because it does you no good, it does me no good. Well, and and I want that I want that human interaction. I, so, I social, long for that. Social media has taken a lot taken away a lot of consequences. No question, right? I and, mean, you can talk a lot of shit behind a keyboard, but as soon as you're face to face with somebody, it's a completely different story. For sure. Most guys piss their pants when they come in front kind of confront you on a lot of things. For sure. And I and and if you do it respectfully, we can we can sometimes agree to disagree. Right? Like, it's okay. I don't have to be enemies with you. Exactly. And see, uh, me and Shell, Del Shell said we're talking about it is uh, the problem with the society now, in my beliefs, is that if I disagree with you, and the next thing from, that comes out of my mouth is I'm going to call you a bigot, or I'm going to call you a Nazi, or I'm going to call you this. And the next thing you disagree with me, or oh, you're just a liberal snowflake, blah, 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 you're whatever. The problem is, is that instead of coming together and saying, you have some really great ideas. Hey, you have some really great ideas. Let's work together. Let's, let's take away the political bullshit out of it and just come together and start working together and making it what it needs to be. You know, but we don't, we have been through enough in the last six years of the complete tearing away of society that nobody wants to do that anymore. And I feel like in order to get our communities, I think is the most important thing in this world is getting our communities back, our hometowns back to where we can have a, sim a simple conversation, not over Facebook, not over Instagram, whatever, but just like we're doing now, you know? And uh, soon, until we get back to that, I think it's gonna be a dark road ahead. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I think as I was listening to you, something that struck me was, and I wanna go back to the analogy of the weight room. Yeah, I love sports analogies just simply because I feel like we can all relate to them, okay? If, if all I'm doing, now, now hear me out. As I, I truly believe as a good leader, you have to be a good follower. Mm -hmm. Hear me out. Did, did you hear me correctly? Yep, you had to be a good follower. You have to be a good follower. You have to learn how to follow to be a good leader. Yep. To be a great leader, you have to learn how to follow and follow. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. So... In order to be, take yourself from good to great, you think about the, the athletes that have taken themselves from being, uh, um, maybe, uh, I'm going to use Brian Shaw because I okay. had the privilege of training with him, mm -hmm. the four times world's strongest man. Yep. Um, they think differently. Their drive is different than the average person. And nine times out of 10, it's very intimidating to people. Okay. But back to the analogy. If, if all I'm doing is, is, is trying to find your flaws yep. and trying to catch you in something, how good are you going to be? Yeah, you're you're gonna not. Be, you're you're not going to be worst. good at all. But if you have a coach that says, you know what, Kyle? Let, let's try putting your foot placement here. Let's try to lift your hips here. Let's try to maneuver your weight here. Let's lessen this. Let's, let's try that. What are you going to do? You're going to try it. You're going to try it. That's if you got the pride and the drive to do that, though. Sure. But, but I think you're getting, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, I'm picking up. Uh, we I, need a leader that's going to encourage, that's yeah. going to push, that's going to um, uh, take us through the dark motivate, spots. Right? Like, let's do this and let's do it together. Yeah. Okay? And, and let's stop 
let's stop the um, the nitpicky, mm-hmm. finding every error, and 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 pushing the city to be the greatest city that it can be. Okay, so if if and again I I, um, I think of coaching right because in my world a, a good coach can can excel a player and. I go back to Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay. He's he's the reoccurring theme, but I think everyone can understand and relate to. He, he went from University of Wyoming to the Buffalo Bills, and that that culture of coaches absolutely have excelled. And why? Because they came together, and they had one mission: Super Bowl. Right. Super Bowl. That's what they want. They want a dynamic Super Bowl in their conference team. Well, looking right at the AFC East, it looks like the Bills are going to be the number one, anyways. Well, <laughs> I, I just you just can't help but get behind something yeah. like that. Well, Josh Allen is a, is a straight up good dude. I mean, uh, I mean, I've never personally came with him, but I read a lot of stuff that he does for communities not in, not only just the communities where he's at now, but communities in Laramie and everywhere else. For sure. So, and, and here's another thing I want to touch on this, and and as we kind of are, are looking to wrap up and kind of whatever the next phase here but in, in in what i was alluding to as far as making it better than what i got it mm-hmm. okay if you have th- there's always two things government will never go away right okay local state and federal it's never going away so as much as we like to bicker and as much as we like to fight on what you were saying earlier um we have to uh understand that uh, if we're going to solve the problems, yep. we have to get involved. Exactly. And how we get involved is absolutely critical because I'm only, as a, as a potential mayor, as your mayor, mm-hmm. there, I'm still one person. So I can't change everything. Yeah, but with, and, and but, that's important to but, note. But with the leadership that I'm starting to see that what you're, see, like, Interviewing you and getting you, because I've never really met you before, and just you as hearing how you talk and how you portray yourself as a man leads me to want to be like, fuck, he's got my vote. <laughs> but but that's what a, that's what a leader to me is like somebody who portrays and some like they're portrayed themselves and how they carry themselves and the the words they speak and the the actions they have behind them words is what I think is the most important thing to anybody elected in office. I mean, we can have anybody say, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then they get in the office and they lay down and they don't know where they're at. And I truly think that comes from good intentions. I think there's, uh, there's a lot of people that with good intentions. I truly believe that. Yeah. I, I want to believe that human nature is good intentions. The problem I see is that without good people around you, there's... And for me, my, my faith mm-hmm. in, in my personal relationship with Christ is my foundation. Yep. So for me, all, all roads lead back to that filter. And am I perfect at that? Absolutely not. Um, but I truly believe that, that God does have a place right. and a purpose for each one of us. Well, that's a good foundation to have regardless right? of what you do. And, 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 but it goes back to your actions though, Kyle, Yep. like those actions have got to match. And when they match, you have synergy, mm-hmm. right? And again, it's not that you haven't made bad choices. It's not that you haven't 
said bad things or, you know, I, I disrespected Kyle, um, you know, or Mike or whatever, my, my wife. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to go back and say I was wrong. Exactly. Right? You with me? Oh, and yeah. It's okay to say, and I think that that's where uh, a lot of times we get in these roles and, you know, we are interviewing and most people don't get this side of Shay. Right. And, uh, and so I am kind of glad that, that we're having this conversation because this is who I am. Well, I think... Does that I, make sense? Oh, yeah. But I think stuff like this, like, you know, I don't know if we're the only podcast in Gillette that is willing to do this or, or whatever, but I think being able to sit down and have these conversations without any, any expectations of political aspirations, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're straight coming up to us and talking to us about who you are, what's made you who you are, what you believe, your, your beliefs and the things that have made you believe those things. And I think that's a very, very important thing that we've lost. I, I'd like, I think it's something that once we get back to it, I think we'll be better off. And also too, and I've said this from day one, from when I was first elected, I, I went back on my, my, some of my notes in 2016. Mm-hmm. So I, I said this and I still maintain it today as I sit here with you, that I want to be the, the mayor where not only did I leave it better than what I got it, but you can walk around and we can still shake hands out in public yeah. that I'm no different at Walmart, at the restaurant, at my home. I'm the same person wherever I am. Does that make sense? No, that's an important thing to keep. And so if I can maintain that to the best of my ability, I think it's a win. And oh, I agree. my identity is not in politics. Right. So um, I, I just, it never has been, it never will be. Your identity is seeing a problem and, and coming up with solutions to fix it. For sure. And I appreciate and that. And I know how to get there. Here's the thing. Yeah. That's, it's one thing to, to just talk about, and it, but I know how to get to there, right? I know yeah. how to build the teams to get to the results that we need to get to because yeah. I've had to do it in designing. Yep. I've had to do it at the federal level. Yep. Right? Now I had to do it at the state level. I, I've got a breadth of experience that provides that insight and that, that leadership that you were... You're yes. Uh, what's your favorite thing about our hometown? We'll close with that. Okay. Uh, I think for me, the, the greatest thing about our hometown is, is how um, I, I truly have to say the education system. Okay. Uh, and here's why. Because... I, I've had the privilege of traveling across the country and into the world. I, um, I, I had the privilege of, of doing some uh, mission trips to Haiti. And when you see their government mm-hmm. and what... Let me go down that road for just a second. Because okay. this is going to parallel with what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. You have an absolutely amazing and beautiful country and countryside. But because of people's choices and and the corruption and the continuation of, of that, you, you don't have the economic development, i.e. Carnival Cruise. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beaches are phenomenal in Haiti. Um, but we, had, we went to a remote village to help serve in, in um, uh, Port, uh, as, as Port-au-Prince. But anyway, uh, to get there is remote up in the mm-hmm. mountains. And so when you look at that, you look at their education, you look at what their opportunities and what they don't know any different. Okay. That's their, they're born and raised in that third world country. 
here's what is different about our community. We know different, I think, I'd like to think, because most people have traveled somewhere, someplace to experience someone less fortunate. Mm -hmm. Somewhere you have to believe that you come back here and you're like, we could do that. Right. There's a sense of pride. There's a sense of accomplishment. And I would say if done correctly, which in some instances we have, and we've seen it with the, the partnerships over the years between the county and city and, you know, what have you to build the rec center. And um, you, you touched on the, um, the complex. Mm -hmm. Those facilities are all great partnerships. Okay. In my world, in my, through my lens, is I, I think what makes, that, what makes it great and where I think it could go is, is we, have, we have people here that I've said in a lot of my travels and a lot of my trade shows that I've attended that I would put Gillette up against a lot of any, any community uh, for fundraising, mm -hmm. right? Because you have these venture capitalists that I think if, if done right here, we could get behind an entrepreneur that truly wants to succeed. Right. Right. They, like there's some crowdfunding opportunities. And I think we just never really tapped into that. We've tried mm -hmm. multiple times in many different ways, shapes and forms. But I think we need to continue to do that. The entrepreneurial spirit is, is a tough road and it's, it's costly. It is. So, right. so you have to, you have to find people to believe in you. And, and that's why there's so many different platforms of, of fundraising, crowdfunding, mm -hmm. right? But the community itself has, we, we have our own independent college now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge, uh, will be a huge asset to our community and for the region and for many different reasons. Yeah. But um, the, the education, my wife's a, a teacher, or was, she was in the classroom, and now she's the elementary school teacher. Uh, and, and I know we got to wrap up here. But our school system is, is bar none one of the top. And, and it's, it's a, there's a reason for that. And I, I believe it's because of the hardworking people mm -hmm. that came before you and me right. that helped at the state legislature to fund a lot of these programs and, and things like that for, for the teachers. Because it's a sought out. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that they've had to go through recently. But um, sought out positions to be in a district that supports them the way that they do here. So I agree. Well, you got uh, plugs for us. Or where can people look you up where and read more about you? Yeah. So if you want to go to my Facebook page, uh, Shay Lundball for mayor. Um, okay. and, um, that's, that's truly the, the hub. So all my content, all my contact information, my email, all of that is, is on there. Guys, this is a straight up dude. I, I'm not going to lie. I, this was a very fun. I, I learned a lot from you and learned a lot about you, and I really appreciate it. And we'll, uh, this will be a couple weeks out, but when we get it out, I'll make sure to put your Facebook site in our description and so people can go find you. Appreciate that. We appreciate you, Shay. Thank you. Thank you.